Racing Pulse heads to the weekend, finding you plenty of winners. On Racing Pulse, it's Gator's Game Plan. Yes, it is time to have a chat to David Gately as we're at the Asian Racing Conference. We're just pushing things around a little bit. So Gator's Game Plan a little later at 11 o'clock and in around about 12 or 13 minutes we will have the full form preview for Pakenham tonight with Warren Huntley. But it's a very good morning to David Gately. How are you, Gator? Uh, good afternoon, Mr. Belgate. How are you going? <laughs> good afternoon. Sorry, we have interrupted <laughs> your uh, uh, mid-morning nap, have we? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, now you've got to catch me between lunches. It's hard work. <laughs> exactly right. Hey, gee, I'm excited by uh, Black Caviar Lightning Stakes Day. Let's rip into your game plan. What's the highlight for you? Yeah, look, the highlights clearly. Uh, the, the Nature Strip, isn't it? And, and the Group 1, like, have our lightning stakes. I mean, he's the world's best sprinter. I love the whirlpool of racing are involved. How exciting is that? And, um, look, he's not invincible, as we know. And he was beaten by a three-year-old in this last year. Um, look, I think Bonas Noche is a great value hope against him. Uh, I think he's drawn out to sit off there and swoop late. Uh, and uh, the three-year-olds keep measuring up. We saw it again last week with Jack and O, didn't we? So... Um, I think he's a real threat to the mighty Nature Strip. So have you got Nature Strip getting beaten down the straight first up? Well, I sort of feel like Judas a little bit. But, um, yeah, given, you know, we've been with him when he was only a baby. But, uh, look, I just thought uh, at $1.90 against $13, uh, I'm going to back one as much as each way. But, look, I'll be cheering as hard as anyone for, for my boy, Nature Strip. Who would have thought you and Matt Stewart taking on Nature Strip together? <laughs> It'll be a classic race. Hey, yeah, any question mark about Barrier 1, or is it not so much of an issue for you? Oh, look, I don't think it's ideal, but, um, you know, he's not the best gate horse in, in the world. You know, he's probably the fastest horse in the world, and he can muster speed pretty quickly to overcome that. But Mirabi and that outside him, they'll put the foot down from the start. So, look, I don't think it's ideal. But, look, what a champions do, mate. They overcome these things. And, and he does more often than not. Where have you got I Wish I Win? Uh, third pick. I just, look, the thing is, I'm, I'm just scared um, that he'll just be run off his feet a little bit at a 1,000. Um, but you know, if he can be in touch and, and idle... Uh, you know, not be at max heart rate in the first half of that race. He will be storming late. Um, he's, he's a proper group one horse, I think. Who's your key runner of the weekend? Look, I think it's Anna Visto. So she's in race five, number four. She was so good winning this race last year. Brilliant. She smashed the clock. She trialled better this year than last year, to my eye. And uh, she thrashed best for teen. Uh, she meets her again. Um... And, look, I think no matter how you slice that race, if she turns up in the same vein of form as she did last year when she, she won it so well, uh, she's going to take a power of beating. So made her the, uh, the best bet, made across Melbourne, Sydney. OK. Um, there's a few tricky races. Uh, which one have you made the long division? Yeah, there are a number of them. I've landed on race eight at Flemington, the, uh, the listed Elm handicap. Just because there's so many of the first up, uh, those that are well-performed are right at the top of the weights, and rightly so, given they're well-performed and they've got the rating to back that up. But the likes of Scalapini, drawn out with 60 kilos, uh, taking on the up-and-comers like Daytona Bay and Munamek, those sort of horses will be fascinating. 
Um, we've got Tim Scalapini. If he can repeat his Flemington win a couple of starts ago, uh, he smashed the clock that day. So he's going to take some catching. Scared of Daytona Bay and many others. Uh, tough and long division race, that one. What about your night watchman? Look, I'm going with Sacred Palace. So race nine at Flemington, really wide race. Typical of an 84 up the straight here. Uh, but he's got some jigsaw form. He's got some straight form. Uh, he went to 1,200 last time and chased a good mare in fast time. So plenty of dangers. But if we're in danger, maybe Sacred Palace at a nice price can get us back on the right side of the ledger. There could be a few, but which one have you landed on for D-Day horse of the weekend? Oh, look, I think it's Andermatt. Andermatt, sorry. Race 10 at Rose Hill, number two. Andermatt. Uh, he was good last time. His section was a fabulous fast race. Uh, but it, it's getting really close to the point where you've got to stand up and win these lower races. You know, he was well back to beat Eduardo one day. So um, he's got the class. He's just got to finally nail one, I think. Um, before I get to your, your multi, your parlay, and I will get there this week, I promise, all the listeners out there, um, uh, the hope mail still piling up on my desk from last yeah. week. Um, attrition, CSA Stakes, are you a believer? Yeah, I am. Um, look, what happens more often than not uh, with these horses that win so effortlessly, they just measure up, you know, irrespective of what the clock says. And look, there is something on the clock, but nothing extraordinary. But it's the way he's winning. Um, and, uh, look, these three-year-olds, you know, without our cabin there, a lot of them are crossing the line together. Um, and, and I think he measures right up. I've got him on top, but he won't be solo in the quaddy. SMS from a listener. Gator, do you give Queen Air a chance in the vanity after her impressive first-up win? I certainly do. She was uh, just a class above maiden grade, obviously, and... What I liked was she was able to show Dash, just like her trial, she showed some early speed, so she's not just a dour face, she's got some brilliance. Um, interestingly, she wasn't far off Climbing Star, had her second race start. Climbing Star's, of course, here and, and one of the key favourites, so you can easily make a case. Um, look, she'd probably, if it was 1,500 or, or 1,600, I'd perhaps be more confident, but certainly in, in the game, for sure. Up in Sydney, Up Cabin's going to be a, a red-hot short-price favourite in the Hobartville. Do you see any danger second up? Oh, I do see a danger, and his name's Ozapenko. I think they should be closer together in the market. So Ozapenko was back and wide first up. Up Cabin had the dream run. Now, what Up Cabin did do was win very well, quickened, ran the time. Ozapenko back and wide, given no hope, really. Still hit the line. Uh, one's a dollar seventy and one's seven dollar fifty. I think that bridge is too far. Um, had to tip our cabin, but it might be a saver uh, of go on that race. Do you give King's Gambit another go? I do. Um, I'm the first up or debut win was brilliant. Wouldn't be the first two-year-old to have a flatter run second go. Um, so I'm expecting him to bounce back. Something more like that debut run on Saturday. Okay, Gator, give us your world-famous parlay for the weekend. All right, see if we can nail this one. We're going race three, Ram, uh, Rose Hill, race, Rose Hill, parlay two, three. So economics in race three. Into the Philly, Taj Need, race five. Into D-Day Horse, race ten, and a, and a mat, give us strength. 
Great stuff, Gator. Um, we'll look forward to all of your in-depth analysis on uh, the Saturday morning punters panel. Cannot wait, mate. Thank you.